Welcome to the Dressage Today podcast, where you can find us talking about anything and everything dressage related. Our conversations span the world of dressage, from leading riders to local level dressage heroes. We're talking training advice, showing tips, and sharing stories to inspire your own dressage journey. So tune in, then tack up. Hi everyone, I'm Julia Murphy. I'm the co-host of the Practical Horseman podcast. I'm stepping in for Aviva and Stephanie this week while I'm in Herning, Denmark for the 2022 FEI World Championships. Not only am I lucky enough to be here, but I also got to talk to US team member Adrian Lyle so that I could share it with you all. When I spoke with Adrian, she was enjoying an off day from competition. I say off day in air quotes because we all know that riders never really get a day off. But regardless, Adrienne sat down with me to discuss her experience thus far at the 2022 World Championships, including her two rides so far in the Team Grand Prix and the Grand Prix Special. She also gave a teaser about her Grand Prix freestyle test for the final day of dressage competition, which is tomorrow, August 10th. Before we dive into our conversation, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Vitaflex, and share their message. In competition, there's a fine line between where you were yesterday and where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. It's the line we push ourselves to chase and cross. Vitaflex Pro can help you get there. Our equine nutritionists, veterinarians, and scientists are dedicated to developing the best supplements you can give your performance horse. That's our fine line. What's yours? Now, enjoy the conversation with Adrian. So just wondering, how is your experience here in Denmark? Are you enjoying it so far? What do you think of um, Studer Ask, the stadium, and this whole area that the event is held on? Yeah, I think they've done a phenomenal job. Uh, we heard really positive things coming into this. That, you know, they really knew what they were doing here and how to host a championships, and that's definitely proven to be true. Uh, the venue is really large, which is nice, uh, like the horse, the barn areas. Uh, lots of hand grazing areas, hand walking, you know, very horse friendly that way. And certainly for the public, it looks like on the spectator side, it's just phenomenal. They've really gone above and beyond, and that's really fun to see them, you know, engaging that much, making it that much more exciting for the spectators to be here. Yeah, I think it's typically a soccer stadium, so it's a cool place because I, I think it's already built for spectators mm-hmm. and knowing how many, I mean, I think they said like 200,000 people were going to be here, you know? Yeah. So they definitely picked a good spot to accommodate everyone and make sure everyone had a, has a good experience. So uh, just touching on your rides over the past few days, so you've done the, Grand, the Team Grand Prix and the Grand Prix Special now. Can you say what you thought about those two rides? Yeah, so our main goal um, in coming here as a team was to secure an Olympic berth for our country. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, we had to finish in the top six teams. Uh, this is a really competitive field. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we were we were able to accomplish that. So yep. that is like a Congrats. huge relief and something that you know we're really proud to be able to do for our country. Um, but my Grand Prix ride was great. Um, other than the canter zigzag, he kind of got his legs tangled up at one point and we got in a kerfuffle. And so unfortunately, <laughs> that brought our score down from below where he's capable of. Um, but the quality of the rest of it was quite nice. And like I said, it was good enough to qualify me through to the mm-hmm. to the individual finals for the special and good mm-hmm. enough to help our team secure their Olympic berth. So we were happy with that. Yeah. Um, and then in the special yesterday, he felt really super, even a little bit more relaxed. The first day he was a little bit wide-eyed at the big stadium mm-hmm. and all the crowds. Uh, yesterday he felt even a little bit more relaxed and really showed off some super Piaf massage work uh, that he can do so well Yeah, um, and made it into the freestyle final. So I'm thrilled that. 
super exciting. And I saw the grin on your face when you finished your test yesterday. <laughs> you it must have felt incredible. Yeah, and, he, and he's such a cool horse because, you know, so, so many horses get to the end of the test and they either get nervous on the final center line or they get mm-hmm. tired on the final center line. And he's, he's just so special because by the time I get to that point and face him down that final center line, I pretty much could just tie my reins in a knot and let him do the rest. Like, he loves yeah. that. He just eats it up on the last. And so you, you can't help but smile when you get to ride a horse like that. And he felt super, and that's... That's really what I was going for, to have that feel in the ring. I took the cutest video of you two when you salute, and he is listening to, the, like, his ears are on the side of his head, and he's like, Ooh, these people are all cheering for me. Like, he's so proud of himself. It was the cutest expression. He loves, he loves to have an audience, yeah. for sure. He absolutely does. Can you tell us a little bit more about his personality, like, in the barn, um, at home? He's a, a total gentleman. He's a stallion, but he's, like, the kindest soul. He's very much people-oriented, um, always tuned into his humans and what they're doing um, he keeps a very strict napping schedule anyone that follows <laughs> him on Instagram knows 10 o'clock every day he goes down for a nap no matter where he is in the world and that's just kind of his personality he's, he's pretty laid back until you pull him out to compete and then he's all business mm-hmm. um, and like I said he really does like the crowds he loves loves big atmospheres he loves showing off and he kind of gets it you know he gets it this matters and when mm-hmm. it matters yeah that's awesome um, and then as far as his training routine when you're home, what are some things that you always keep in your repertoire to keep him fit and ready for tasks such as this? So he's 15 now. I've had him been, I've been riding him now uh, for seven years. Uh, so at this point in his life, he really knows his job pretty well. Um, I will like school him, um, training with my coach, Debbie McDonald usually about two days a week. Um, and that's really about all as far as intensive training we do for most of the year obviously leading up to a show or to a championship that increases a little bit but really it's about keeping his body happy and his his brain fresh and uh he's he's a really incredible horse in that you just he's trustworthy you know if if he's learned something and he knows it I don't have to keep questioning whether or not he's going to do it for me he's going to do it for me every time and so we vary our routine at home um we have a horse gym aqua tread which he goes on usually two you know two to three times a week we hack out we do a lot of fitness work um, things just to keep his body in physically in shape um, yeah. and then just trust the training um and then what about um could you speak to his nutrition routine like what do you feed him um any type of like myofascial therapy or acupuncture anything like that that you use on him yeah, I always say if we were to be so lucky as to be reincarnated <laughs> as one of our horses in our right? next life. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a relationship with since before the London Olympics, actually. They, were run, uh, they approached me there, and so we've been 10 years now working wow. together. Uh, they're an incredible company, and they stand behind great products, and yeah. I'm always, always proud to be able to work with them. Um, we have an incredible team of vets at Fairfield Equine that take care of him. Um, an incredible shoer, uh, Tim Cable and Curtis, who's, who's helped us. Um, we also have an acupuncture physiotherapist, Dr. Holland, who actually travels with us to competitions as well. And so she sees him on a regular basis here. And all those things really make a difference. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, to me, they're really important that we treat them like we would any other top athlete. Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, if we could just be reincarnated. Yes. So, we, we, well, we, I think we all treat our horses better than we treat That's ourselves That's for sure. Sometimes. As it should be. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's okay. I mean, how can you not look at them and treat them like that? They're just so incredible. So, uh, looking forward to tomorrow, can you give us any kind of a teaser about your freestyle? Yeah, so this is um, made by Terry Gallo, um, she did a a beautiful job on this freestyle. I wanted something that was 
emotional, um, uplifting, but also elegant. He's a very light-footed, elegant stallion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the music that she picked is is wonderful. It's got some stuff from Bruce Springsteen in there, who was kind enough to actually give us permission to use his song um, for it. And it's a little bit American-themed as well. And we tweaked it a little bit. We did it in the 2019 World Cup Finals. Um, Since then, I've just tweaked a few things. We've added some things to make the degree of difficulty just a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Um, But the same kind of basic idea from that. And it's it's just really fun to get to perform. He he loves freestyle, so I always look forward to riding them on him. Does he perk up when he hears the music? He does, absolutely. Uh, The last time we did it in Wellington, at the four star this spring he broke the I think all time record for the highest score ever that. achieved yeah. at the Global Dressage Festival and that yeah. was pretty incredible. And so <laughs> if, if we could put a similar ride in here tomorrow I would be thrilled. Yeah. And uh what do you think you could say your favorite part of your freestyle is? For him, his Piaf massage is so is so incredible. Um so we highlight that a little bit at the beginning and then the final center line I think is pretty cool the way it shows that off. Yeah. You know, a lot of people do struggle with the pee-off, but he does it so beautifully, both do it so beautifully. So how do you, how did you teach him, and how much time did it take to get him to this spot where he does it so seemingly easily, even yeah. though it's not an easy movement? <laughs> you know, I think the thing with the pee-off is that it, it takes, like you said, time, yeah. and that's the major factor. And just because they have the talent and ability to do a few steps when they're younger, you have to be really, really careful to not push them past what they're capable of strength-wise in that moment. You know, biomechanically, the amount of loading that goes on in the hind legs and the amount of balance and strength they have to have. So, you know, if you were to take a little snapshot of his pee-off throughout the last seven years, it's for sure progressed. And I think the most important thing has been to accept where he was at that level of training and where he was comfortable um, because it's a movement that you can easily get them worried in mentally. And so to kind of read and, and realize he will always try his hardest. So if he's not giving it you know in the training process if he wasn't able to complete what I asked it was because he couldn't right. not be not because he didn't want to or because he was being disobedient right and because it's been such a long slow process I think now he's very secure in it and he knows that I will not push him past what he's physically able to do so if I ask him to do something now he believes that he can do it mm-hmm. very trustworthy of you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean obviously he trusts you yeah what I'm saying um and now in what less than two weeks two weeks the festival champions yeah I believe it's six days after I get home (laughs) (laughs) so that's a quick turnaround I will be home on August 13th Um, I'll fly just directly from here Um, our groom Morgan Klingen Smith will travel with Salvino to the holding facility in Germany for two days and then fly back with him and so I'm going to get a two-day head start on them so I can get home I've got two young horses that qualified in the four and five-year-old championships um, and also my my assistant qualified in the U25 um, and Katie Durhammer, who's on the team with mm-hmm. me here, also has horses going, so we're going to kind of run home and Gosh. whip it out and change <laughs> gears and drive those horses to Holy Chicago, cow. and life goes on. I was going <laughs> to ask if you would get any kind of a break in between, but obviously not. <laughs> wow. And uh, what are you looking forward to at the Festival of Champions the most? Uh, this is my first time ever doing the young horse classes. I've trained young horses all my life, but I've never actually done the young horse qualifiers, and so this is going to be fun to get to to have two of them qualified they're the number one four-year-old the number one five-year-old and so I'm, I'm quite proud of them for that and it's, I'm looking forward to taking them to the championships what are their names uh first dream is the four-year-old he's a stallion who's owned by Betsy Giuliano who is Salvino's owner yeah. um and then the other one is named Valor and he's owned by Kylie Laurie who is Katie Durhammer's yeah. owner yeah okay uh how long have you been riding both of them um two years for Valor and about 
a year, a little year and a half for the other one we bought him as a two-year-old. So, so you've been really pr- um, developing them yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both, sa- you know, saddle broke and everything at our oh, place. Oh, incredible! Wow, yeah. wow. Well, thanks to Adrian, and not only did she talk about her experience at World Championships, but she also gave some great insight about training the pee-off and told us about what she's looking forward to at the Festival of Champions, which starts on August 22nd. Thanks for listening to the Dressage Today podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Adrian, and it was my pleasure to host this week's episode. If you've missed any episodes or to subscribe, go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Learn more and read in-depth training articles at dressagetoday.com, or you can visit our subscription video site, Dressage Today On Demand, at ondemand.dressagetoday.com. Be sure to give Dressage Today a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Happy riding, and we'll see you at X. The Dressage Today podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of Equine Network, LLC. 